Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello listeners and welcome to episode 17 of the podcast. Brownie's joining me again for this one and we're also welcoming back Ollie. Been a long time. We've lots to cover, including a perhaps unlikely playoff push. So let's get into it. Brownie, you good, mate? Yeah, all good. Good, Quality day yesterday. Yeah, very good. Very, very good. A privilege almost to have two games like that in a weekend. Yeah, it was great. And then it was... Even better, it was rounded off by an amazing episode of Succession last night. So <laughs> it was a great end to the Bank Holiday weekend. No spoilers I've, um, for anyone listening, though. I've I've watched the first maybe two or three of season one. Oh, Jake! Just it was it was a bit of a slow burn, <laughs> to be fair. Oh, you got to stick with it. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. And the Wanderer returns. Ollie, how are you, mate? Very well, thank you. I've never heard of Succession. Uh, I'm going to say Brownie will say that you're missing out, but um, I dare say you're not that arsed. He is missing out, but he, he doesn't watch anything other than football, so... <laughs> nah, but I uh, might give it a go. But yeah, I'm alright, mate. Apart from getting absolutely drenched on the way to Deepdale yesterday. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Left yeah, Manchester in the sun, did you? Yeah, Brownie said something like he likes the Easter games because it's always sunny. So I took his word for it, but it weren't. Yeah, but yeah, nice to be back on sat next to you on the on the finish. So yeah, it's all right. Yeah, been a while, hasn't it? Been a while. New, new fan zone was decent. Yeah, it was actually. To be fair, um, credit where it's due. They've done a good job with it. I think a few few people wondering where we were at with it because there was like there was no teasers there was no sort of like sneak preview and you're thinking like are they are they just doing this like a a cheap quick turnaround but it was it was all right to be fair it looked good i think they were very much to the wire i don't think there was any teasers because it wasn't done (laughs) (laughs) i think it was probably done like the night before or something so but yeah fair play to be fair it was come two o'clock it was rammed to be fair so it was decent it's good turnout yeah, my father-in-law had one criticism, and that was that there wasn't enough seating. But he does have a knackered knee, and he's getting a knee replacement in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, less said about that, the better. Yeah, we left we left the last pod, didn't we? And Borough was the last game, and that turns out that was the one defeat we've had in what ten games now, eleven games. Obviously, post Borough, we've had Blackpool, QPR, Reading, one or three. Um, but I think we'll start with the the big one, the Blackpool game at home. Just a just a brilliant day, just a great day. 
It was an absolute must win, weren't it? Like, I went to see him against Blackburn about a month ago, and I'd say they're probably top three worst teams I've ever seen at this level. Obviously, McCarthy's gone now, but you just knew we were going to win that, didn't you? It, it, as soon as the first goal went in. And to be fair, that was the first time I've seen us genuinely played quite well for a few months. Actually, absolutely played on the pitch, didn't we? So, absolutely rocking at Deepdale as well. I watched it on telly, but looked like it was rocking. Yeah, yeah atmosphere was class. Started the game well, didn't we? Which is which helps. Um, and yeah, you know, as soon as as soon as the free kick went in, you know, it was two now. I thought. I thought it's going to be like five or six. This the way we started the game, absolutely battered them, didn't we? And then, and then even the second half, collapsed chance. You know, if it was four, then you, you think, God, um, Cannon, Cannon had a chance as well, didn't he? Before his goal, I didn't yeah. actually think. I know we started well, but I, th- I did think it was quite even for the first sort of ten minutes. And I, I know they hit the post, didn't they? Yeah. Um, I think there was a few nervous players first ten. I think Alvaro looked particularly nervous, but yeah, set, I think set, I think the story did. Um, yeah. They seemed. I think the two or three times they got in, they seemed to target story side. Um, little one twos around him. I think you you said yesterday on the game, Ollie's. If you isolate him, he's not the best, is he? Um, and it, it looked like that was their game plan to start with. Um, but yeah, we we obviously. Get the goal through Potsy. What a goal it was! And there was just no looking back from there. I think the only the only blight on the day really was that we conceded. Yeah, I I, I don't still know how Lindsay was going though. That was uh, completely bizarre defending. Um, but you know, I think uh, you can't complain, can you? Battered him, and pretty much. That was pretty much the point where they all realised they were going down. So it was even better, really, in that yeah. it pretty much cemented their beliefs. Manager left straight after, battered yeah. them 3-1. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? They did do Mick McCarthy did exactly the same at Blackburn. They were absolutely shocking first half. They went behind. And then I think he made three or four massively attacking subs, but far too little too late. He never really seemed to start Josh Bowler and Morgan Rogers together, which was just bizarre because Bowler, when he came on, but he got the yeah. assist. He didn't do much, but he's clearly like one of their better attackers. So, but yeah, as soon as the, the weird thing is, sometimes you can just tell when a goal's going in. You just knew Ben Whiteman was scoring that free kick. It was bizarre. You just knew he was gonna gonna shoot. You messaged me, didn't you? Fate need to cross. Well, on on the sky cameras, you could tell he was gonna shoot. I don't know if you could tell in the stadium, but. Um, there was a massive gap, and yeah, as soon as that went in, like you should have probably pressed on even more. Like uh, Rowley said, Cannon had a chance, think, obviously yeah. scored. I think the last three games has been has been won in, in the midfield. Really, we just had a far better midfield individually, and, and the way they've all worked together as well has been. Uh, you know, like you think about it, for a lot of the season, we kind of bypass the midfield, haven't we? Um, whereas the last few games, you know, since we've got DJ back into the middle, we're actually starting to to play some yeah. decent football again. Um, and if you know the, the way they can, can kind of control them, feel Whiteman and DJ, you know, it's about sustained pressure in it, and and that's the way we've kind of we've kind of like beaten people into submission, really, the way mm. we played. Um, yeah. 
which is far better than you know constantly losing possession, isn't it? I think if you look at how the composition of the midfield's changed, and even if you look at Parrot as well coming in, Parrot's basically number ten. If you have got DJ Parrot in there and Whiteman, all of a sudden that looks very different to having Evans up front and Karen two number nines. You've got two extra link players in there, so DJ and uh, Parrot just allow you to just play through a lot more. Hughes is quite comfy on the ball as centre-backs go, and Fernandez obviously quite comfy on the ball. So that left-hand side suddenly looks quite tidy link in play. And you could, even on the game yesterday, obviously, we tend to build up down the left. And then sometimes we switch it to, to Potts, who's isolated. But even if you just look at Cannon's goal, we've switched it from the right to the left. And that link-up play is just on Amar on that side. And Fernandez obviously, we just look a lot a lot more natural down there now with actual ball players in there. So it looks like three five two on paper, but basically just Parrot's basically playing as a tenant alongside DJ. So football has definitely improved, I think, in recent weeks. And I think DJ's started the last eight games and we've only lost one of them last eight. I think we've won six of the last eight. Um, and the three games directly be before that, he didn't start. Uh, and I think we lost two and drew one. So he's an absolutely massive player. And Says a lot, doesn't it? You know yeah. that you look back to the the period of the season where probably Brown and me and you were on here every other week and we're frustrated and hammering people this that and the other, giving the manager stick. Which don't get me wrong, I think he's been he's it's been justified like most of if not all of the time because um, we have been absolutely garbage at points this season, but. Just beggars belief that we went for so long without DJ even getting in the squad. Never mind not starting or starting on the bench or not getting off the bench. Like, just you, you look at the record now; it it's baffling, isn't it? Well, you, you look at the midfield. I mean, we led to McCann. I mean, sometimes Whiteman wasn't even playing. You know, you know I think it was led to McCann Brown at some points. You know, you. The way that that midfield, it's no wonder we're bypassing it because you know they just turn over possession anyway. And Ledson kind of that's the way he plays, isn't it? You know, long balls in behind, turning it constantly. Whereas you know, and we have we've mocked the brand on there before, but you know that that midfield, you know, even with Brown in there with those two, and then Onoma coming in as well, you know, it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? You know that that that's yeah. the difference. You know, you've got. You've got a bottom half championship midfield, or you know you've got genuine. You know that that midfield really could play most teams in this division. Um, yeah. You know you've got DJ out of contracts in the summer. He'll no doubt if he doesn't sign, go to a big club. Whiteman, who's um, you know the talk of Fulham in January, want there and Watford and all sorts of different clubs that have been linked with him. Down down to his last year, isn't he? Yeah. And then you've got Onoma, who's obviously been part of a playoff winning tie before. So, a lot of promise there. That midfield going into the final few games, definitely. It, it just comes down to personnel for me. Like You can play 3-5-2 with two number nines. You could have Dilap and Cannon or Evans and Dilap up there. And it's completely different to a 3-5-2 with Parrot in there. So, it's like you said, that midfield composition at the moment is as good as probably... Apart from Burnley, you'd say maybe as good as any in the league, really. Um, I think, I think Brown's been playing quite quite well as well. 
there's an argument to say that it's maybe the only proper championship ah, and art championship quality we've got in this squad. I think I, two, I, I love the current front to me. I just think they're a great pairing. Um, and yeah, like Woodman's obviously. Yeah, obviously we've got Freddie, haven't we? But uh, just on DJ, I think of the 22 league games he's started, I think we've only lost five. Um, the 19 is not started, we've lost eight. So it's strange that he's only started half the game. So obviously he might have some niggles and stuff and don't really know what's going on with the contract, but he should always be starting games for me. Him and Whiteman, and you've got half a chance of starting games, I think. so. And even Parrots, on the Finney yesterday, Jake, there was a lot of people uh, having a few comments about Parrot, but I just think he links it really nicely. Um, he obviously looks a bit shot in front of gold when he confidence-wise, but I think it suits Cannon Parrot playing a lot deeper. It just gives Cannon all that space. He just moves into channel so well. Um and I think they link up quite well together, them two. So probably helps Cannon playing with someone like that rather than a natural target as well. And it obviously helps the midfield linking up. So yeah, I think three five said, three five two with different composition just it looks so much better. People said, didn't they, when um, there was all the rumours about Ched being out? Oh, I hope he's not. Like that front two's worked really well. Blah blah blah. But since Parrot has come in and played alongside Cannon. The, the composition of the front two has changed, but I don't think the output has really suffered. You know, you look at Tom Cannon's record in the last, yeah. what, eight games. Well, he's scoring both the goals he's, in, and Ched was scoring, isn't he? He's yeah. just, uh, he's, and he's already matched Archer's total, hasn't he? Um, well, he's got four, four in his last three, hasn't he? So, and that's, well, no, that's no without Ched. North End have scored seven goals in the last three games with, with this current front two pairing. Um, obviously against really poor opposition, but you can only beat who's in front of you, can't you? And we normally we wouldn't normally win these three games in a row. We'd normally drop points somewhere. Obviously nearly happened yesterday, but considering we couldn't score in the first 10 games or so, the change around, you've just got to give credit to obviously Lowe's obviously improve the dynamic of the team. Um and to be fair, the, the signings in January have given us a little push, aren't they, really? Which is what you always need at that, that point, because going through a bit of a dry spell, weren't we, in January, coming into January? So, But yeah, Cannon just been absolutely outstanding. Yeah, let's take, take it back to Blackpool. Uh, that finish, I was just... I thought he scuffed it at first, but like... It was so good. Like, the way yeah. that he, he just... in. No time at all shifted his feet and just sort of passed the ball into the bottom corner past Maxwell was uh, it just got better and better watching it on a replay. They've mentioned a few times, haven't they, about him taking that extra touch. Lowe's mentioned it and how Galley's been working with him. And he had a chance yesterday, didn't he, where he, he did it too early, didn't he? But I don't know whether he was trying to catch the keeper out. The keeper made a good save. But he's just been can tell he's been working on it because he's a little bit rash at first, wasn't he? But yeah. he's just... And, and going back to the games at the beginning of the season, we are actually playing more like we did in those games when we were getting nil-nils at home. We've actually got someone now who's just a proper finisher. You know, you yeah. look back to those games against Rotherham, you know, where DJ and Parrot missed those chances and, you know, early on in the season where we were missing, you know, chances we should have scored... You add Cannon to this team, and you know he's he's a real talent, isn't he? Um, 
And I know people are mentioning about getting him back next season, but if we don't go up, I think we'd struggle. Um, yeah. We were saying to Paul yesterday, Jake, it feels like he's just on the verge of doing too well. Like If he scores five in his next five, what will that be? 12, 12 in about 15, 20 games. Like, yeah. Yeah. But that that Blackpool goal was when I started to think he's like the real deal here because he's just stroked it into the net. Like you don't normally see players actually pass it into the net. Um, and I did a little thread this morning. People don't really speak about finishing as a whole thing as like an execution. They just think about the shot. But he sees the picture and he just sets himself so well. Even yesterday, he like set himself. He's had a touch. And he's just avoided the defender. I think there's two defenders in front of him. And obviously, he's risen it over the keeper. So the way he sets himself and just like calms himself down. I think Daniel Sturridge said it on Sky. I don't know if either of you saw it last week. He said, strikers, the good strikers, when you're confident, you know exactly what you're going to do. And he just looks like he knows exactly what he's going to do, where he's going to put the ball. Either foot as well, he's doing it off both feet. Um, and he's doing it with his head think, as well, isn't he? Yeah, like he's had... 19 shots in the box for us this season. Only three of them have been blocked and there's bodies in the way of like 15 at least of those shots. Like His shot selection is just so good. Um, and he, he gets really clean connections, doesn't he? Even if his first touch is quite poor, he just steadies himself. Um, and he's just getting a range of chances just because his movement's so good. Like the, the QPR goal is completely different to yesterday's goal, which is completely different to Blackpool's goal. So... He's absolutely shit hot, as he'd say. Talking to QPR, obviously, the header. Execution was was top draw. Absolutely top draw. Well, as Dan Lewis again, another different type of goal, wasn't it, that he scored? Um, yeah, but I, I'd been, uh, been really impressed with it. And, you know, that, I think probably people thought more of that would come of Delap, didn't they? When we signed him, people were probably more excited about him. Um, whereas I think Cannon, you know, Delap had a few chances, but for me, Cannon's a Cannon's a much better option. Yeah. Delap looks someone to me who looks like he's absolutely bullied people in like 18s football because of his size, but he doesn't look like he has much finesse. But Cannon just looks like he's so polished already. And I, I'd never really heard of Cannon until we signed him, really. Obviously, people have been speaking about Dilap for a couple of years. I think he's played for City a few times, but yeah, I think he's a that well. If he'd have scored against Blackpool, he might have done him a bit of good. Uh, Dilap, but yeah. yeah, I think he has to stay with his front two now and the midfield dynamic. Obviously, Brown's going to be out probably for the season, but Onoa comes in, done quite well yesterday. But the QPR game was a big one because it's like it's the kind of thing. After beating Blackpool, you, you had to follow it up, especially given how poor they've been. Um, and yeah, the way he took that header was just outstanding. He absolutely put his head through that. It's like, got across his player so well. Um, and it's a tiny chance for like on paper, that really, considering like the angle, where it's coming from. And to put it past a defender across the keeper, just top quality. It's been a really important period, hasn't it, this Easter period? Because in the past, when we've been up and around the playoffs, this has been the time where we've kind of messed it up. Or the season when we finished seventh, we left it too late, where we went on that run, really. It just seems as though this is definitely the best position we've been in for a long, long time. 
I mean, even when we did get in the playoffs under Irvine, we had to win six in a row to get to the end. We don't yeah. we don't have to win all the games really because of the opposition that we've got. So yeah. it's just it is it is exciting times, isn't it? You know what what they've done over this yeah. period is you know fair play to them. Yeah, I think if you look at the last six games that we've won, we've beat all the shit at the bottom, and that's what you have to do. Like we beat Wigan. Beat Cardiff, beat Rotherham, beat Blackpool, beat QPR, beat Reading. On paper, it's been a, like a nice run, hasn't it? But you still have to beat them. Um, I think Norwich drew 0 0, didn't they, against Rotherham yesterday? Like, teams are just dropping points. Rovers have lost five of the last six, haven't they? Like Brownie um, said, though, like, usually in the past, they're the kind of games where we'd, we'd slip up against the teams yeah. that are on paper, you'd think, oh, that's three points. And then yeah. we'd go and play someone up toward the top end of the league and you'd be looking at that and thinking, oh, maybe if we can get a draw out of that, that'd be all right and then we'd go and win it. Whereas this time, yeah. like like you say, we have we have done well, we've won we've won the games that we've needed to and then, you know, obviously we've got Millwall, um, Swansea Rovers, Sheffield United and Sunderland to come. Millwall and Rovers have got to play each other as well, have they? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's. I think we're fair. I make us favourites out of them, me. Don't get too giddy, Oliver. We'll come on to that. <laughs> no, we'll come on to it shortly. Um, Reading, ninety-second minute limbs from Brad Potts. Um, obviously, Ollie, you mentioned before you you were on the game as well. They were about as bad as you're going to get at this level, aren't they, Reading? Yeah, you could just tell after five minutes, couldn't you? Like. As as long as the team's letting Ben Whiteman dictate play, like, what are you doing? Like, that front two, I don't think I've seen a less mobile front two in the championship ever. Andy Carroll wearing number two, just, like, plodding about. It it was <laughs> it was an insane experience, that. Um, and, yeah, he, they had no outlet at all, did they? Like, they literally get the in a flat five. Even Jeff Hendrick and that other lad in midfield, the lad on loan from Chelsea was all right, the, the Italian lad, but they just had absolutely nothing. Um, and I'm, I'm amazed. Taking I'm the, amazed taking the, uh, the last minute winner. Amazed they started the season so well, really. You know, the, the manager isn't great. Signings were awful. Um, and they just, they looked like a team that was a game away from sacking the manager yesterday. They just complete the players. You know when people say, "Oh, he's lost his dressing room, or he's given up, or whatever." They had given up from about ten minutes in, yeah. and it, it would have been yeah. a, it would have been a complete disgrace if we that game yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. Especially with the goal they scored, it was like, yeah. "Oh God, it was, it was awful, wasn't it?" So I thought it was a foul throw, me. I thought his his foot over the line, me. But I always but, find um, in professional yeah. football, there's so many foul throws that just. I remember, you know, mm. when you play as a kid, like you'd literally be, a, the ball wouldn't be like an inch, you know, you know, incorrect or whatever, or your foot was a little bit over the line, foul throw straight yeah. away. They let so much go, which is, I'm yeah. not bothered about foul throws and stuff, mate, to be fair. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it it was a weird goal, wasn't it? it? Didn't Ben Davis scored a very similar own goal at that end a few years ago? I can't remember who it was against, but it just looped in the far corner. But yeah, that, the, the, uh, I think Brad Potts ended up having four shots yesterday. So, he double pieces, didn't he? Obviously scored. But it was a great ball in from 
Robbie Brady. I can't remember who flipped it back on, but it was the set pieces yesterday looked quite threatening, I thought, throughout. They looked like they had a bit of invention in them, didn't they? Even the one where they laid it off to pots, that was something we don't usually do. Yeah. Um He had the one in the first half as well, didn't he, from a, a knockdown or whatever. So yeah. and that was a classic one yesterday. I think George said it, Pots, he just wanted it more. Like I hate saying that, but he just clearly wanted it more and he just headed it in. So yeah, it reminded me of the Maguire goal against Birmingham a few years ago. Yeah. I think that was last yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. From the free header that one, weren't it? From a that, corner. That again, that had that feeling, didn't it? Of being a significant moment in the season, um, as yesterday did. So that but was like I... March time. That was like early March where we kind of, and then the Easter period came up and we messed it up. This yeah. is like, in terms of like picking your perfect time to make a move. Yeah, if you were going to plan it. This would have been the weekend to do it, wouldn't it? And and they've they've executed it perfectly. Um, yeah, bring it on. It's them kind of wins, isn't it? Like, if we'd have got a point yesterday, you'd be so deflated. But it's like because we've scored in the last minute, it just feels like there's even more momentum behind us, especially was, going into the going into the next. Try and avoid using that word, but. Yeah, it does. It's the elation as well. You would imagine that, you know, everyone's coming into training this morning to do a recovery session, and the the probably they've got a bit more of a spring in the step. They're probably a little bit more buzzing than they would be going in after a one-one if it have ended up that way. Um, yeah. You know, thinking maybe our oh, our chance chance of the playoffs is gone now. Two drop points yesterday, but. As it is, you know, Brownie, you've just said it then. It, it feels like it's all coming together at the right time, which it's a funny one, isn't it? Because you look back at this season as a whole and you take out the last maybe two or three weeks and you look back at the season, really, and you just think, been a bit flat, it's been a bit naff. But then it's just burst into life, hasn't it, in this last couple of weeks out of nowhere. <laughs> I think from December, there was a stage from December till about Feb, I think we won two in 12. And I think we were like 16th, 17th at one point, maybe at the start of Feb. Half-time against Wigan, I was convinced Lowe was a dead man walking. Yeah. Were they losing? Yeah. They were losing. It was... um, The Luton game was midweek before it, wasn't it? The Luton game. Yeah, well... 1-1, 1-1, yeah. And the, the, the sending off, the last-minute penalty and then the half-time at Wigan, you know, from from then, it's been it's been completely different, hasn't it? You know, you know Burnley and Middlesbrough, you're probably going to take a battering against them and the way they were playing. But like Ollie said before, we've, we've won in the games where, you know, we should have done. Yeah, I think you can take a battering at Borough, can't you? At this stage, you just cross that bridge when you come to it in the playoffs. Like, but I think other other last day, the only teams we've failed to beat has been Watford and Borough. So the turnaround from that two wins in twelve, whatever it was, I think did Norwich beat us four nil. Um, the turnaround, and then obviously Burnley three nil, Bristol City beat us. I think we drew Coventry at home. Um, but just since then, it's just been. Crazy, and you've got to give credit to them to be fair, aren't you? Because 
big credit. This group, we, we've this group of players before and, and hammered him. Um, yeah. You know, but I think uh, rightly so, because we we were shit. Um, but yeah, at this moment in time, whatever he's done to change things around is, is, has clearly worked because we're, we're level on points for fifth and got a shout out of the playoffs. But yeah, sorry, Ellie, go on. What were you going to say about the group of players? Um, you could argue they've let managers down in the past. Uh, you know, a big group of them have been the same players, but like DJ's come to the fore. I think Brown's playing really well. Potts, as much as he's limited, he's he is he keeps coming up with the good stunny pots. He just always do, and the players seem to love him. Um I think Parrot's doing quite for me. Obviously, stories had a bit of a resurgence. Hughes is just steady. So they've been together four, five, six years, some of these, but they are coming up with it when it matters. And obviously Ben Whiteman's just imperious in midfield. So and Freddie Woodman's had a good season, hasn't he? So when you put it all together like that, and you've got a shit hot striker and it's a poor league. Like Brownie says, we've timed it as well as as can probably time it. Um, and I yeah, obviously going to call on to it, but the next five are decent as well, like on paper. So I don't think it's one of them. What we were talking about before them uh, stats predictors, I think one of them had us at two percent to get in the playoffs about three weeks ago. I'd have us more than fifty percent now. Me, famous last words. <laughs> you've been on the you've been on the booze. <laughs> No, just water today, Pat. That's a novelty. Um, yeah, it it's it's all just come together, hasn't it? Which is good, you know. As as a fan, it's what you want, Brownie. I think you're probably going to hate me for bringing this up, but I think about two weeks ago you tweeted, didn't you, saying an, another season over in March? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, you, at you the can't... same at the time, it it was. Uh, you know, I don't think. Even the the most hardy of North End fans would have predicted this run that we've been on. Yeah, you, you can't. But this is why you've got to give him full credit to turn it around. Because, and I think results have gone our way as well, which has helps this division. You know, you, you look apart from Burnley and Sheffield United. Um, yeah, Luton have turned it on recently, and, and obviously Borough have been on a good run. The rest of the teams. Everyone seems to be beating each other. I mean, Norwich, you know, look at Norwich. You, you would have thought, you know, the first few games, when they beat us 4-0, you would have thought, oh, Norwich would have gone on and, you know, gone up and pushed for top two. But, but then, you know, outside the playoffs as well. So it's helped the league, to be fair, being so poor. Yeah. Um, I've I've been to a few games just, just around the grounds this season and, the championship's been absolutely terrible. I think, like, the, just the standard of games, like, even if it's just a game, game on TV and you watch it, it's just generally been 3-5-2 against 3-5-2 and it's just been drab. Like, and I, there was a game I watched, Rotherham, did they beat Blackburn 4-0 at, at the start of the year? It was 3 or 4-0. And I thought, there's no way Blackburn will be anywhere near the top six. And they've still managed to just clear on all season. Um and Blackburn have lost it, like no, half the games, haven't they? Pretty yeah, much. like North End and Blackburn have got negative goal difference, and they're in the and they're on the top top six. It's absolutely mental this season. Um, and yeah, like I thought Norwich, like Brownie said, I thought Norwich might pick on. Obviously, they battered us, didn't they? Um, 
But yeah, just 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 on the on the Louis thing, it shows how important it is to just find the dynamic of an eleven. Um, because I really hate three five two, but you can you can change it around with personnel, and it you put ball players in there, and suddenly it's a different system, isn't it? Really, so. Do you think? Do you think something earlier on in the season for him to have sort of had the dip, but to have omitted DJ from the squad and and not played him? Do you think there's been stuff going on that they've maybe cleared the air now and sort of everyone's singing from the same singing from the same hymn sheet, not singing from the same hymn sheet, um, and that coupled with the likes of DJ Whiteman. Brown, obviously Onoma in the last two games. Um, Woodman keeping up his impressive form. Uh, do you think that has been much more of a contributing factor than anything else? Uh, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard DJ, to say. I think. Yeah. But the DJ thing, there's got to be something. And it, you know, obviously, it was January. Were they looking to sell him? You know, was he looking for a move? You don't know what's going on in the background. Um, because you think... I mean, the way DJ was playing towards the end of last season, under low, he was playing a similar way, you know, to what he's playing now. So you would have thought he would have been mainstay in the team the whole season, but there's obviously something that's gone on there. Um, and it probably is to do with the contract. But it works both ways, doesn't it? Because DJ's playing so well now. You know, he's either playing well for a new contract or he's, or he's playing well to move somewhere else. So... Works perfectly for him. Yeah, I think I said to Paul Jake yesterday, there's not really many squads he wouldn't get in, in this league, DJ. Like, 30 years old now, he's, he's fit as a fiddle DJ, isn't he? Um, he played 300 games at this level, scored about 50 goals, assisted probably similar. You just get a level. And I think when we watch him every week, you probably forget, like, you just get a level from him. And people have always called him consistent, but... Players that obviously at this level are going to be relatively inconsistent. Like, if he was consistently at the top of his game every week, he would have played probably higher money. Um, I think that with Brown as well. Like, when you see Brown, because obviously I won't, I won't watch him as every week when I was in Belgium. When you see him, he just looks like a top championship midfielder. Um, and that's what as, DJ looks like as well. I think as well with DJ and Brown, they've been here so long, haven't they? That when they do have those blips and those dips in form, people forget just what quality they've actually got. And I think because they've been here so long, expect consistency from them more often, maybe. And then you chuck in, obviously, the the talk that they're both our highest, joint highest paid players or whatever. And it's like, oh, well, he's on X amount of money a week. He needs, like, he needs to be trying harder than that. And it's not his fault, is there? The highest paid player is it? Like the club have given him the contract, he signed it. Obviously, you yeah. expect a minimum level of effort from a professional footballer, but you know we're allowed off days, aren't we? We're all allowed them, but just feels like them two in particular. I think because they've been such mainstays at the club, are unfairly yeah. treated by some of the fans. Like, oh, he's lazy. He's this. He's that. Like, he should be doing more for the money that he's on every week. Well, average Joe as a fan, what does it really affect? Like, why does it bother you what they earn a week? I think it's always happened at North End that I think longer-serving players have always had a bit of flack, haven't they, for some reason? Um, 
apart from Gally. Although sometimes some people didn't like Gally, did they? Um, no. Obviously, towards the end, it was unanimous. But I don't know. But just going back, you said before, like what's the reason? Obviously, Reese getting injured, um, and Evans has been in and out all season with injuries. He's kind of in forces and now because Delap's obviously had that niggle. He just stumbled upon it. Um, and obviously he's brought DJ back in and top players for the level. I think the experiment with Brown out on wing back, right wing back, probably um, probably give Potts a bit of a kick up the arse as well because I think he was. Uh, <laughs> you got you got no pants on. You got shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> the angle then, the way you put oh, your legs, you know. no pants on. <laughs> I'm not that excited yet, Brownie. <laughs> God, amazing what a win could win could do yesterday, isn't it? Bloody hell! <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, it's a mal. I'm gonna say, is it? <laughs> oh, bloody hell! Um, yeah, I, I think <laughs> if we beat Rovers, oh yeah, <laughs> top off as well. Um, yeah, I think the. Bringing Potts back in there, and I think Alvaro as well has been playing more, which has helped us because the way we were playing with Brady, I know he played against QPR, but the majority of the times we were playing with Brady kind of forced us to be a bit deeper, especially at home. Alvaro yeah. pins, he can pin their defence back, and he can he can get if you see with him yesterday, he can get up the field pretty quick as well, and he can carry the ball better than Brady, which are all the things that we didn't have, especially when we were so deep. You're then relying on a long ball up to Evans and he's going to hold it up. Yeah. Whereas we've got players now who can carry the ball forward. You've got Whiteman who can, you know, pick a pass out. Um, so, yeah, Alvaro, I think, has helped things at home, certainly. Yeah. I think that's he, like he a personnel a thing again. Sorry, Ali, go on. I'm just going to say that's a personnel thing because if you've got Brady and Evans on the pitch, you're naturally going to go direct, aren't you? Yeah, but even Fernandez's pick out yesterday, it's just just a really good pick out, isn't it? In the box because Cannon's peeled off, hasn't he? Um, but yeah, having Fernandez in there just means you're going to play a bit more, I think. Well, Brady wouldn't even get to the byline; mm. it would have been crossed in from deep. So that those goals, you know, picking out the penalty spot and someone attacking it like Cannon, they're, they're the type of goals that I think low. Wants to wants to you know score in it. It's the way he wants to play. Yeah, I think just on Fernandez as well. He had a he had a spell anywhere. He didn't really feature much through the middle of the season, and I do, I do think he was sort of showing his his naivety from a defensive point of view um, for a few games, which is obviously when uh, when he got dropped and Brady came in. But yeah, you you, you know it's clear to see in it the the quality that he brings one thing that i don't get with him he's left footed but he he looks to come inside on his right foot so often yeah but i think that helps because you've got hughes it helps him having hughes there i think it helps hughes defensively because hughes is good in the air he's solid cunningham's a, a fullback in it it's kind of like two fullbacks back there so he kind of for everything that alvaro can do Going forward, Hughes is more solid behind, I think. And plus, yeah. Hughes can overlap. Cunningham, yeah. he couldn't get up there quick enough. So, 
I think Alvaro coming inside works perfectly because he can knock it off to DJ or or he can play it to Hughes on the overlap. I think that's a big big difference between the right-hand side and the left-hand side yesterday. Like, Story can't really get up and support Pots and Pots is quite static, isn't he? But if you... Like you've just said, like you've got options on the left. DJ can go in that channel. Fernandez comes inside or he links up like he did with Arnamai yesterday. And Hughes' starting position is quite high in it as well. But like you say, like you say, he was dropped for the defensive reasons, Jake. Surely that's the trade off of three at the back. You've got the extra support there. Um so thankfully Louis now just stuck with him. Um and it's paid off. I just can't get that image of you cocking your leg up. Oh, man. It was comfy, that, but I don't want to excite Brownie, so my legs are down now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, obviously, we've touched on it already, haven't we? But credit to the manager, credit to the staff. Um, The turnaround has just been immense. And we now sit on on the cusp of the playoffs with Ollie, what you think is... A, a reasonable running Millwall, Swansea, Rovers, Sheffield United, Sunderland. Obviously, Millwall and Rovers have got each other to play. Uh, yeah. We're away at the den on Saturday. What What's your prediction? Do you think Cadden's going to play a game and not score? You wouldn't bet against him score. Not wait. You know what I mean. You wouldn't bet against you would, that. You would, yeah, like at the I moment, think the form is in. I think there's a guaranteed. There's at least. I think he's just going to score me whenever he like. He's missed them two chances first half yesterday, and he he's, he don't care because he's going to get another chance and he's going to score. Um, I think you could see early on when he when he came, he looked a bit raw as you would expect, but you could see he was getting chances in games, and yeah, maybe maybe a little bit naively was snapping at them, and and not like he is now, not taking that extra touch and just having that moment to to pick his spot. He was just snatching at chances and, and you could see that if he carries on like that and keeps a bit of confidence in himself, the goals are going to come and they've, they've come in bucket loads in the last few games. I think yeah. The thing that concerns me is the <clears throat> those next three games because you got Millwall away and Swansea away, and that's that's a midweek game. And our squad, you know, pick up a couple of injuries against Millwall. Suddenly, you're looking it's looking pretty thin. Yeah. So we need to stay. And then obviously you've got the Blackburn game at home, which is going to be, you know, on paper already looking like <laughs> it's going to be a, a classic in it. So th- those next three games, you know. Stay they've not keep... scored. They've they've not scored in four Millwall. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It... Failed, failed to find the back of a net since they beat Swansea two one in March. Yeah, spoken like a true commentator. That they've not. Yeah, they just. <laughs> they never. They're always like top ten, aren't they? But yeah. they never just seem. They just seem to like grind out like one win every four games or whatever, and they just seem to be up there. But I'm. I'd back us, me like. We've had a few. We've had a couple of decent results, haven't we, in recent years? Um, I remember one when we we played in green and we weren't we three 0 up after like half an hour or something. Yeah. Uh, so and Blackburn, like I've seen them live a few times, and 
Like, what have they got apart from Brereton Diaz there? Like, I'm not worried about them. And I'm hoping Sheffield and Sunderland have got nothing to play for by them. That's the best you can look for, isn't it, really, from them. And you never know what you're going to get with Swansea, do you? That's but it. Swansea fifth... midweek away. Yeah. It's just got... We it's never got... seem to win there, do we? No. But, you know, game at a time. That's game at a time, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm meant to be in Belgium for the Blackburn game. I'm gutted. I'm not see what I can do. But yeah, we watch. You say, well, we you say we've got a good, in the, in the background. good record against Millwall. Have we not? They've... No, in the last couple of years at the den, have we not done all right there? Well, the last seven games, we've drawn two and lost five against them. Fucking hell. <laughs> all right. Um, I thought, I, did we not do all right there under Alex? Yeah, we beat just... them 3-1. That was the last time we won. 23rd right. of Feb, 2019. Last season, it was Whiteman missed the penalty, didn't he? Yeah, they beat us 4-2 at home last season. Um, yeah. Sorry, 4-2 at home this season. Drew 1-1 at home last season. Um, then they beat us at their place 2-1. Hey, which is, the, which is the one where Whiteman missed that penalty? Why? They always Sander. seem to have. They always seem to have three uh, absolute giants at the back. Yeah, Jake Cooper. Yeah, and that Murray Wallace always nil. just seems. To oh, nil nil first of Feb Brownie last year. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, might be missed a pen. Yeah, but they're they're always teams we row at. We've always struggled against him, haven't we? Um, have we always struggled against him, or has Alex always struggled against? Well, him? Alex, yeah, Alex struggled against him, but look. Keep it on the floor with that midfield. Kind of an attack. Well, they should go down with a lot of confidence, shouldn't they? And we've looked quite threatening from set pieces last few times I've seen us. So, yeah, you just need to grind it out there, don't you? It's not going to be a nice one, but you'd take a point now, wouldn't you? Definitely, yeah. I think so, yeah. given that they've got Rovers to play as well. Yeah, that, that clash is going to be big, isn't it? Like three teams playing each other. It's just going to come down to probably. If, we can, if, if one of them teams wins both of them games, they're probably going to be in top six, aren't they? I think we can afford to lose one and draw one of these next five if we win the other three. I don't know. Yeah, I've not got a clue what's going on me. There's two teams to get in there, but, but Blackburn's game in hands against Burnley, isn't it? So, yeah. That's, yeah. This depends on, what on paper, that's a defeat. Yeah, but, but Burnley won the league by then. You, you don't know, do you? Yeah, but company company won't... They, I don't. I can't see their standard slipping me. They'll be going for the record, won't they? But I just... They look and so and in the poor, derby Rose. as well against against Rovers, yeah. you'd imagine that they'd, of all the games that they'd be up for after winning the title, that would be the one. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Like like Brownie said, I think uh, that Blackburn game's the biggest game in years, isn't it, really? It's... I remember the, there was a game, weren't there, in 2018, was it, on the last day against Burton when we had like half a chance of playoffs. But I think yeah. Derby had to lose, didn't he? Did they but, win yeah. 6-0 or something? Yeah, I think it was a comfy one, weren't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, a penultimate well, yeah. home game of the season and, and everything could be riding on it. It's been great. It's been, like, R5, Sky, everyone will have a drink as well. It's, yeah. it's, got, it's got an epic written all over it, hasn't it? Q nil nil now or three nil defeat. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, are you, you going to get on that one? 
I'm not sure. I'm in, meant to be in Belgium. Oh, shit, so. yeah. Uh, uh, well, we'll see so, if we... We'll see what I was, do. I was going to suggest a few uh, a few pod beers before the game, but I thought, well, me and you can still meet for a beer if you want brownie before. No, you're right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh. twat superior. No, I'll be well up for it. Oh, 2-0 City. Who scored and it went Harlan, was it? Uh, no. Big one, that. But yes, uh, 100% backing us, like probably giving it a kiss of death now, won't we? But it doesn't even feel like a massive outside chance to me. It's just come from nowhere. Just like they always say, don't they? The Easter weekend, it can just change. So I'm backing Cannon to score at least another three or four of me. I don't, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It just feels feels like something's in the water this time. I don't know. I don't know. Are you not convinced, man? Like, they're not playing like outstandingly well, but I don't think you need to, do you? Like, if you've got a good keeper and a good striker and you're just no, I, churning just... out performances, that's normally enough at this stage of the season, isn't it? Oh, definitely, yeah. But it's just um, a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, have Norwich got a good run in? Can happen. I'm well, not really going to look at Norwich. I think Millwall have got the best on paper. Um, so Millwall have got us, Birmingham at home, Wigan away, Blackpool away, and Blackburn at home. You got the last day that. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. But it also it could have been done by them for them if they win the next four, and then you've got. Norwich have got Borough away, QPR away. We've got stuff to play for. Swansea at home, West Brom away. They might still be in the mix by then. And they got Blackpool at home, which will be easy three points. Yeah. And then Blackburn got two home games next. Hull at home, Coventry at home, us away, Burnley at home, and they got Luton at home and Millwall away. Mm. Them last four are tough, aren't they? Them, they need to win them next two. Them, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, they need well, Coventry. Coventry two. might. Yeah. Might have some up. And then ours are obviously Millwall away, Swansea away, Blackburn at home, Sheffield United away, Sunderland at home. So I think Millwall got the easiest, haven't they? But you yeah. never know. Millwall's like not need... played on paper, Brownie, is it? No. Need... Need to keep them fit as they can because, like you say, a yeah. couple of injuries. Like, if Cannon was to get injured or Woodman, then it or Whiteman, it, it changes, doesn't it? But just ride the wave while while we can. That's always we, been our thing in the past, isn't it? You know, the games where we've gone on a good run, we've ultimately fallen at the final hurdle because our squad's just never been big enough. Luckily, the injury to Brown, pretty heavy, you know, pretty well stocked in midfield, aren't we? If another striker goes, I mean, Delap's not been playing, has he? But if Cannon goes, you're in a bit of trouble. So he's been lucky, not really. That... As well, Delap at the minute, he's not been in the 18 over the Easter weekend, has he? Yeah, I don't know what's up with him. Um, nobody's really mentioned it because I think there's been a lot more focus on Brown, haven't there? Mm, you would assume that he's injured, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because yeah, they've, they've not had they've not had any striker on the bench. I thought that Brown was going to be a, an ACL or something. Me, I saw it, I had a, I had a stream on it. I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it appears to have been. So, 
not the end of the world, but he might not play again this season. Yeah, you'd think he's probably out for the rest of the season. I think one more, an injury to Whiteman or DJ in midfield and you all of a sudden you're looking a little bit light there, aren't you? Yeah. And Onoma, Onoma needs to be able to play you know, longer than 60-odd minutes, whatever it was yesterday. Because we kind of lost a bit of flow when he went off and Woodburn, Woodburn came yeah. on, didn't we? I don't see how he can start me, Woodburn. I just, I don't get it. But He'll be here yeah, next just, season, won't he? Kind of sees him more as a second striker now, doesn't he? Yeah. Because yeah. he's not physical enough for midfield. No. When you look at the others we've got in there, no, he's, he's way a off big, it, isn't he? he's a, yeah, he's a big drop off any from the other options, I think. Yeah. Big time. What's your what's your Millwall predictions then, lads? One one. Uh, two two, no. I think one nil. I think it'll be another smash and grab. Cannon's scoring, isn't he? Yeah, you just can't back against him at the minute, can you? But we, we could do with a few of us, like obviously Potts is popping up and that, but it'd be yes. nice if Parrot got, got another goal, wouldn't it? Two and three for Potts, you know, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, nice if Parrot, Parrot could get on the score sheet. Last one then. Oh, are we going to do it? Are we going to make the playoffs? Ollie's going for all. Oh, well, Ollie's <laughs> yes already, isn't he? <laughs> His pants are off and everything. He's definitely yes. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon so, yeah. I reckon Cannon could win uh, North End's player of the year, mate. If he scores another five in his next five. Yeah. I think, I think so, yeah. I think it's closed now. Is it? Yeah. Who's, who have you voted for, Jordan Story? <laughs> uh, Woodman I went for. Not Ryan Ledson, is it like FDF 2021? <laughs> Never going to live that down. Who would it actually be for you this season? Woodman. White, Whiteman. Oh, Woodman. Yeah, Woodman. I went Woodman just because I couldn't really think of anyone else who stood out because everyone's been here, here and there, haven't they? I actually voted Cannon Young Player of the Year. Um, although I think Alvaro will get it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot have probably voted for Chad as well, haven't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's not played enough. No. Nah. He's been injured a lot, hasn't he? Or suspended. People no. forget that. He's missed. At one point, he'd missed as many games through suspension as goals he'd scored. Don't get me wrong, he played well, but... Yeah, he has. He, has he, scored, he scored goals, but, you know, he's not player of the year, is it? Come on. No. Um, but to answer your question... <sighs> yeah. I think, I, think we'll, I think we'll just, we'll just miss it. <laughs> Well, that's probably just the, the pessimist inside me. Years of being a North End fan, that Brownie. The thing is, I think if if we if we'd lost five in six, like Rovers had, and Rovers had won five in six, we'd all be saying Rovers are ma- massive favourites, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah but it was only a few. It was only a few games ago. Borough were winning games left, right, and centre, and then they've lost two and drawn one. So, it, yeah, it does. It, it can easily swing, can't it? Yeah, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Yeah. Um, boys, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated as always. Ollie, good to have you back on, mate. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you very much, fellas. Speak to you in a bit. Cheers. Hi, I'm Reese, and this is our song, Wise Man.
Smile.